This is Brian Keller. You're listening to H10 Hanshin Tigers English News. Thanks, Brian. We are back with a fresh episode just for you, fellow Hanshin Tigers fan. I am T Ray, the host and founder of H10 Hanshin Tigers English News. And with me, all the way out in Hawaii, is Sanjay. How are you doing, brother? Aloha, brother T Ray. I'm fine and happy to be here talking to you about the Hanshin Tigers. Yes, indeed. And today, actually, folks, we are going to talk about one specific Hanshin Tiger, and that's basically it. Because as we've mentioned in previous episodes, I got to sit down with Brian Keller and do a little interview with him. So we are going to talk a little bit about him, listen to that interview, and then talk a little bit about the interview. It's going to be a nice, short, and sweet episode for all of you. I hope you enjoy it. Right now, it's time, not for the rumors and news, it's time for us to introduce our guest. And so, Sanjay, Brian Keller, BK, signed with the Hanshin Tigers back in, I believe it was December, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I think it's about right. Yeah. Yes. And in a sense, he has kind of been called upon to replace Joe Gunkel, whom we let go of and who has signed with the SoftBank Hawks. And so we're looking kind of for that foreign starter uh, to be part of the rotation and just to beef us up. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the man before we talk uh, hear from him. Uh, so he was born June the 21st of 1994, which makes him 28 years old. He'll be 29 midway through the season. And he was drafted in the 2016 MLB amateur draft in round 39 by the New York Yankees. Um, He was coming out of University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, which of course is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he went to (laughs) Germantown High School, which is also in Wisconsin. Never heard of Germantown, have you? I have not actually, but I don't know too much about Wisconsin, so... Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, on on the uh, list of places that everyone wants to go or must go. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, where is this Germantown? I would assume that it's probably a small town, probably not too far from Milwaukee. And as we're going to find out in the interview, you know, BK grew up um, watching the local baseball team. And so, yeah, it must have been kind of within reach as far as that goes. So um, BK went to college, then was drafted, and then he spent some time at various levels of low A, high A, double A, and even some triple A before he came over to us, the Hanshin Tigers. Most recently, he was in the Boston Red Sox organization playing for Worcester, Worcester. I never know how to pronounce that. They all say Worcester. There you go. Well, that's what we'll call Worcester. So um, he was there in the AAA, and before that, the year before, he was with the Yankees in their AAA uh, organization. Um, and in AAA, um, over the course of three different seasons, he posted a nine and nine record in thirty six starts, sixty two games in total, with a three sixty three ERA. And it looks like he had two hundred and sixteen strikeouts in one hundred and ninety five and two thirds innings. So a pretty good K to nine ratio there. The one red flag that I see, and we've kind of seen this in spring training as well and exhibition games, is he had 108 walks during that time as well. I think that's kind of a high number for 195 innings pitched. And I can't help but wonder if that might be kind of the, uh, not the Achilles heel, but just the thing that we need to be aware of, um, not to have expectations that he's going to have pinpoint control 
um, you know, at least at first. It'll be interesting to see. So just for all of you to know up to date, and this is just the top squad numbers, but he has pitched in two games um, and just for a total of four and two thirds innings, as far as official games, the first one was against the fighters way back on February the 26th, I believe. And then the most recent was March the 12th against the giants in those four and two thirds innings. He allowed four runs. All of them earned walked three guys, hit two guys, um, had (laughs) one wild pitch struck out just three and uh, has a 7.71 ERA. So that kind of put him into, um, you know, the bad books of the manager, at least as far as I'm concerned. Doghouse, I think is correct. Right. That said, um, he did have a decent outing on the farm uh, the other day, which we have not updated the fine folks on. And that was, I think he went five and a third innings and allowed no hits, but one run, <laughs> if mm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are kind of the basic numbers on Brian. And uh, let's talk a little bit about his personal life, although we do get into that um, in the interview. Um, Brian is married, has been married for five years. Um, His wife, Jennifer, um, is someone that he met back in his high school days. And uh, if you actually check his IG, his old Instagram account, you can see pictures primarily of him either pitching or out in the outdoors or with his wife, or some combination thereof. And uh, (laughs) all the way back, as me and Sanjay did earlier, um, to a shot of them, that's he and his wife, Jennifer, back in 2014. So he would have been like 19 or 20 years old back then. Looks just like a, I mean, he doesn't, he looks like a kid, right? Yeah, well, I mean, nine years ago, right? That's right, yeah. So there you have it. Um, That's basically the lowdown on Brian Keller. Um, and we are going to give this interview a little bit of a listen. And after that, we are going to talk to to each other about some of the different things that he touched upon as I asked him various questions. So here we go. The interview with Brian Keller, BK. Who's in the chair? Who's tea talking to? Who's in the chair? Maybe veteran, maybe who? Who's in the chair? Who's in the chair? Who's in the chair? Ladies and gentlemen, we are super stoked because we've got a special guest for you today on H10 Hanshin Tigers English News. Newcomer to the Hanshin Tigers, the second killer, number 24, Brian. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is great to see you. It's great to hear your voice. Um, How are things going so far? How are you enjoying your first month and a half in Japan? Good, good. It's been exciting. It's been, uh, uh, like we said, it's been a bit of a a change with the, the language barrier and whatnot and just getting to know the area, but it's been awesome so far. Glad to hear that. Well, let's jump into some questions, kind of dig back into your baseball past and uh, let the fans get to know you a little bit. First of all, how did you first kind of get introduced to baseball? How did it come into your life? Yeah, I think uh, my dad just signed me up for T-ball when I was a kid. And uh, ever since then, he just would sign me up every summer. And, you know, I just ended up really liking the game. And uh, did you grow up idolizing any baseball MLB players or watching any teams primarily like on TV or anything? Yeah, so I'm from Milwaukee area, so I was a Brewers fan. Um, So guys like Jeff Jenkins, uh, Richie Sexton, and then later on, Ryan Braun, Prince Fielder. You know, everybody loves the home run hitters, right? So those were my guys that I followed a lot. Um, Yeah. Well, while we're on that note, you mentioned a lot of position players. Did you ever play the field or have you always been a pitcher? 
Yeah, I played a little bit everywhere um, growing up, but for the most part, I would pitch. And then, you know, sometimes shortstop, maybe a little bit of outfield, but uh, yeah, for the most part, pitching. At what point did you feel like pitching was the way to go for you to go further in, you know, uh, as a baseball player? Um, yeah, I think sometime in high school, I mean, you're always like, you know, comparing yourself to the competition and to your teammates. And at some point, um, you know, I could kind of see that I wasn't the best hitter on the team. I was decent in the field, but I was like clearly the best pitcher. So, um, you know, and you know, one of the best in the leagues that I played in. So I think that's kind of, uh, when I decided to put a little more effort into that side of the game. So while we're on this note as well, um, as you probably know, the Central League does not have a DH. It's one of the last leagues to not implement the DH. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so uh, that'll be interesting for me. I haven't hit in probably, it's been about 10 years since high school. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Did you take a lot of BP while you were down in Okinawa? Um, I, I just kind of off the machine, I would, I would do a lot of bunting practice. I would pretty much bunt every day. I mean... I think that's going to be the majority of my job is, you know, get the runners over when I can. And hopefully uh, I'll let the uh, better hitters drive them in. But uh, yeah, so tried to tried to work on that um, and improved quite a bit over the over the month. Cool. What would you say is your favorite pitch to throw? And at what point did you feel like start to feel really confident using it? Yeah, so. I mean, I guess I could go a few directions with this. Like I throw four, sometimes five pitches. Um, and I think my favorite two are probably my fastball and my slider. Um, I'd say over the past two years since learning uh, the new slider, um, that's been probably the most fun to throw. It's a big moving, big sweeping slider. And um you know, you get you get some good reactions from the hitters when you start it at their hip and they back out of the way and then it slides in for a strike. So that's pretty fun. Nice. Um, let's go back to your childhood a little bit. Um, do you have siblings and what kind of things did you do growing up for fun? Yeah, so I have an older sister. Um, she was always the, the smart one. I mean, she was athletic too, but uh, she's a doctor now. She's a dermatologist. So, um, you know, I was the athletic one. She was the smart one. but uh, yeah, we would play a lot of sports, um, played video games. I was a big Nintendo fan growing up. So, um, and along with Xbox and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, playing sports, playing in the yard, uh, doing stuff like that a lot. Do you have a favorite uh, video game? Um, kind of, it would depend on, you know, the season, whether I would play like, you know, in the, in the winter I'm playing NBA you know, 2K or something like that, or in the summer, MLB, I think it was, I uh, can't remember what it was, MLB All-Star 2003 or something like that is one of my favorites. Um, Derek Jeter was on the cover of that one. And then I also played, uh, you know, all the Mario games, all the Mario games. And then uh, what else? Halo, I was big into Halo, Call of Duty. So played a played a lot of them. Yeah. Nice. Um, so... As you're growing up, you become an adult and now you're, you know, full-fledged adult. What would you say characterizes you? Like if you had to describe yourself in a few words or whatever, who is Brian Keller? Yeah, I would say I'm uh on the quiet side, a bit shy. Um and uh yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I think I think that's all I would describe myself as a person. Quiet, shy, 
Okay. And how would you describe yourself as a pitcher once you get on the mound? Um, as a pitcher, I would say uh, very, very analytical and sort of, um, I guess, meticulous about my plan. Um, you know, as a pitcher, I like to, I like to have a game plan going in, and then I like to expose the hitter's weaknesses. I think that's almost my best quality. I have, you know, four or five pitches, and I can choose which of those pitches to use to best attack a hitter based on you know, what I've learned that they do well or don't do well. So, Sounds like you put a lot into the preparation uh, side of games. Yeah, definitely. I had a teammate, um, Michael King. uh, He's a Yankees reliever now. Had a teammate where we were teammates in 2019. And I learned from him just how much, um, how much, better you can pitch if you have a plan going into it and you just stick to your plan and you execute that plan and i mean he was even more meticulous than i am and i learned so much about that and uh, i mean look where it's got him he's one of the game's best relievers now and you know that's definitely part of it for him nice so I was looking back on your kind of uh, past and the teams you've played on, um, and it seems like at least on you were on the same roster as guys like Johan Mieses, uh, Hirokazu Sawamura, Gosuke Kato, Ryan McBroom. Um, did you have any interactions with those guys, and did they kind of help lead into you coming to Japan at all? Yeah, so uh, last year I played with Mieses, and uh, Sawamura came down for a week or so at the end of the season down to Worcester AAA. Um, so I played played with those two, and then in 2019 in Scranton for AAA, the Yankees. Yeah, I played with. Yeah, it was Ghost K. It was Trey Ambergie, who's playing for Yokohama this year. Chris Gittens with Rakuten. Ryan McBroom. I'm not even sure what team McBroom is with. Do you know the Carp? The Carp. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, Brooks Krisky last year played for. So Yokohama, I think. Stars, yeah. 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 Um and yeah, and then myself. And so, yeah, that, that team was loaded with guys that play in Japan now. So I think that's pretty cool. Kind of shows did, how deep that uh Yankees farm system was. A lot of good players. Yeah, I guess. Did anyone kind of bring up playing in Japan amongst those guys? Or like how did you get over here in the first place, anyways? Yeah, um, my agent kind of has been you know, putting that in my ear for a couple of years that that's going to be a real possibility once, um, you know, once I'm finished with my minor league contract, which was up at the end of last year. And uh, he was kind of preparing me for, you know, that possibility. And I would kind of ask around and see if anybody, you know, knew any anything about it or had played over there. And all I would ever hear is just great things about it. So I think that made that decision a bit easier knowing that guys had, you know, good experience playing over here. Was it tough to make that dive? Cause I mean, obviously, even if you hear good things about it, it's still like you were saying, you're jumping into new culture with a language barrier and all those things. Like, did you have any anxieties or anything about making this move? I think, uh, the decision to come over here was pretty easy for me. I mean, like it's something that I definitely wanted to do. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity um, not only do I get to play for like a great organization, I get to travel to a country I've never been to. Um, I get to support my family financially and, 
you know, I get to do all that while playing baseball. It's like, you know, dream come true kind of thing. So you spent a month down in Okinawa and now you've been up in mainland for, I guess, almost two weeks. What kind of impressions do you have in general of Japan, of Hanshin and of Koshien Stadium? Yeah, Okinawa is very cool. Um, very much uh, kind of the nickname, you know, Japan's Hawaii is kind of, yeah, exactly what it's like. Uh, I've never personally been to Hawaii, but uh, I've I've heard it's beautiful. And Okinawa is the same way. It's absolutely beautiful. And uh, we stayed right on the ocean there. It was awesome. And um, yeah, the mainland Japan, I think it's so cool. It's like these huge cities. I love cities. I love you know, all the stuff that comes with it, like all the, the crazy foods and the, you know, just people everywhere. Like, I think it's a cool environment. And then like, you got the ocean, you got the mountains, you got, I, f- I feel like it's just got everything here. So that's pretty cool. And then, uh, seeing the stadium, I've only played in AAA stadiums. I've never really, I've, I've played briefly in a major league stadium. Um, but, uh, it's big. It's big. That was my first impression. So, uh, very cool. And the whole, the, the entire dirt infield is something I've never seen before in person. I think that's, that's a really cool thing. Very unique. Absolutely. Um, so you'll get to experience, uh, the full, uh, impact of playing in front of 40,000 people, which, you know, even if you're playing in the majors, you don't always get that. So, Yeah, that's going to be special, I think. Yeah, I've heard it's absolutely wild in the stadium. So I'm excited. Uh, you were out in Nagoya, I think, uh, just like a few days ago. How was that? Yep, that was good. That was a good experience. Uh, got to travel to a different city, um, you know, play with the minor league team over there. Got to pitch four innings, uh, did pretty well. Um, yeah, cool experience. Cool experience. How does that work then? Like, so you're you know, you're with the farm team and, you know, they've got, you know, the farm has pitching coaches and a manager and then the top team has pitching coaches and a manager. Um, do you know how the communication kind of shakes down after, you know, your mound appearance? How does that word get to manager Okada or to the people that need to know that? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think, uh, there's probably a good line of communication between, um, you know, first of all, the coaches probably are always, you know, talking with each other and then, um, important that i'm communicating with the coaches and uh you know giving my input and uh so that we're on the same page of you know how i need to prepare for the game and uh you know how many pitches i'm going to throw how many innings that sort of thing as we uh build up get ready for the season um so were you able to make uh good connections with some of the coaches down in the farm or like um obviously you got the, the interpreter to help you out yeah, yeah, I, I spoke to the coaches. Um, I didn't spend a whole lot of time there. I was only there for you know a few hours, really, just pretty much for the game. Um, so I didn't get to talk to them too much. Uh, I spoke with some of those guys down in Okinawa when they were um, at uh, what is it, Ginoza. They were there briefly, so I met some of them before. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of them, very nice guys. Very nice people. The players, super nice. Coaches, super nice. So that was good. You've had uh, a decent amount of exposure then to a variety of players. Uh, which of the teammates would you say that you've kind of spoken the most to or hung out the most mm-hmm. with uh, since arriving back at the end of January? Yeah. Um, so I guess I played golf with uh, Nishiyuki and uh, Umeno. 
So we we played golf together one day. That was a lot of fun. They uh they were a blast to go play with. Um, I think they enjoyed it too. So that was fun. And then uh, Suguru and I are always um, we always do the uh, team stretch together, and I'm always asking him how to say stuff in Japanese. He's always teaching me, so I call him Sensei now. I hope he's teaching you good stuff. <laughs> I, I hope so too. I, I hope he's not <laughs> teaching me some BS. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's move into a bit of a lightning round here. I've got a dozen questions for you and you can answer them as quickly or as, uh, you know, laid back slowly as you'd like to. Uh, question one, your favorite food or your favorite meal? Usually steak and potatoes. Okay. Uh, so favorite meat? Steak. Yep. Definitely. Right. Right. Um, what's a Japanese food that you definitely want to try that you haven't tried um... yet? I think uh, specific to the Osaka area, it's uh, takoyaki, right? Am I saying that right? The, yeah, uh, that's right. Squ squid, squid balls or something like that. Octopus. Squid, yeah, octopus, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Is there any food that you've heard of that you don't want to try? I'll try pretty much anything. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm pretty open to trying stuff. I might not eat it again, but I'll try it. I've heard that uh, Akiyama likes to uh kind of challenge the new guys and and offer them new foods that they've never tried has anyone offered you something so far that, that you had for the first time and you were pleasantly surprised with um i tried i, I tried octopus like it had the tentacles on it and stuff like it was the head was attached i didn't love it but i tried it uh, what was another thing another thing was uh oh uh smelt fish i think that's what it was apparently they have it for breakfast i don't know if that's just an okinawa thing but it was all right it wasn't great but you know <laughs> i thought it was a little odd for breakfast food got it um do you have a dream car dream car um probably i think i think the next car that i'm going to look at getting is some sort of pickup truck nice nice pickup truck right do you have a favorite vacation spot um i think so far well i mean if you can call this a, a vacation japan has been pretty awesome but um this last fall my wife and i went to the rocky mountains and that was really cool too in colorado nice what is the best thing about Wisconsin, your home state? Best thing um, between the golf and the beer, those two things are pretty good in Wisconsin. Surprisingly, the golf is, even though it's cold in the winter, it's beautiful in the summer, and the golf is just awesome up there. Nice. Um, what do you want to see the most while you're here in Japan? It can be a city or an event or just something. Yeah, definitely all the cities, uh, Tokyo especially, um, and then Mount Fuji is a big one. I think that that's going to be pretty cool. If you get a chance, are you going to climb it? I don't know about climb it, but uh, hopefully, you know, do some sort of hiking around the area at least. You know, with some cool views. Right. What's your favorite sport outside of baseball? Golf with uh, basketball after that. Okay. Um, the biggest success, the greatest success you've had as a baseball player? Um, I would say between getting, you know, getting a college scholarship 
and then getting drafted and then, you know, playing seven years in the minor leagues and then, you know, eventually making it here. I think all those things have been kind of one, you know, big success altogether. What would you say is your biggest success off the field? Off the field? um, Probably finding my wife, I guess. Yeah. Is there a story behind that? Um, not really. I mean, you know, we went to high school together, um, but didn't really know each other. And then toward the end of high school, you know, we started talking a little bit more and, uh, we were going to different colleges, but decided to, uh, you know, date anyway and, you know, did the long distance relationship thing and it, uh, it worked out. Nice. How long have you been married? Uh, five years, five years. What's the most experience? What's the most interesting experience you've had with a fan? Um, I don't know if I've had too many personal interactions with fans, um, you know, other than signing autographs and stuff. But uh, I had a lot of Tigers fans reach out on Instagram and DM me, you know, um, showing their support, and I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, last question: Who do you think is the best Japanese baseball player of all time? I would have to say Ichiro Suzuki, but uh, looks like Shohei is on you know pretty good path. And if he keeps it up, I think he might make that title. Okay, finally, I don't know if this is coming out before the WBC uh, ends, but we're recording this just as it's starting. Predictions, who's going to win the WBC in 2023? Hmm. I think Japan has a good shot. Um, I also like dominican republic's team uh so between those two it's gonna be tough but i think i'll go team japan all right sounds good well brian thank you so much for your time today i appreciate uh your candidness and just giving us some answers helping us to get to know you the player and the man and we're gonna be cheering for you in 2023 of course thanks for having me thank you very much appreciate it so again i would like to thank our guest for today brian keller bk for coming and joining us on the h10 hunching tigers english news podcast it was fun to interview brian um sanjay he had said in the interview that he is a shy kind of quiet guy did you get that sense during the interview because i certainly did as i was interviewing him oh i i got that too um totally and uh, obviously he knows it too and you know i hope that that's not going to um uh, impact him negatively because, you know, the, on the opposite end of the spectrum is someone like ESS or, or you know, Newt Bar or someone like that, you know, who's like the Yokina Gaikokujin, right? You know, the, the happy um, and mood maker and all that. So, like, yeah, I mean, I can't help but wonder, you know, like, um, as far as fan attention and maybe even fan adoration, it's easy to latch on to a guy like Mieses. Uh, but maybe not so much so with a guy like BK. And I hope, mm-hmm. though, that the fans can understand that. Like, I mean, this is this is for Japanese fans and, well, really fans worldwide. You know, a lot of times we look at baseball players from a distance or on TV and we're like, oh, man, they're, they're a superstar. And, you know, they, they've got all the charisma and they, you know. And then if you talk to them, or if you see them and, and they're not super responsive or super friendly, you're like, man, that guy's stuck up or that guy's got a big ego. And it might be the case with some guys, but 
I definitely didn't get that sense from BK. And I hope that if people see him like either on the trains or downtown Kobe or Osaka or whatever, like, I hope they don't get the impression like, man, this guy just thinks he's too good for us. Like it might just be that he's genuinely shy. You know, not yeah. everyone that has made it, if you will, like to a level of like baseball, like the Hanshin Tigers or, or anything like that. Not all of them are um, big headed, nor are all of them super outgoing. So I think we got to, you know, accept BK for who he is. And and I mean, just through the rest of the interview, I was impressed that just what a gentleman he was, um, answered every question well, and uh, it was just a pleasure to talk to him. Yeah, no, I really think he was a gentleman. You, you hit that on the head. So anything else about this interview, maybe about his his past or anything like that kind of hit you or was anything of interest to you? Well, I kind of took it personally that he'd never been to Hawaii. So, you know, BK, <laughs> come on down, right? Yeah, man. Well, um, I don't think that uh, he will be staying away from Hawaii the rest of his life, given the fact that he loved Okinawa so much. And he knows that Okinawa is the Hawaii of Japan. So why not see the Hawaii of America next, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, but, a little, uh, yeah. Go ahead. A little plug, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to do this on your part. But Brian, if you ever go out to Hawaii, you have got somebody to show you around. You've got a guide right there in Sanjay. Yeah, <laughs> show. <laughs> bring it on bk <laughs> yes 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 so as uh we heard uh the man grew up following the milwaukee brewers and some of these names that he mentioned you know obviously they're from his childhood and this just ages you and i because i mean these are guys that i followed when i was well i was older than those guys and obviously then i'm older than bk himself but uh you know guys like richie sexton jeff jenkins ryan braun prince fielder and as you mentioned to me, Prince Fielder kind of has a special place in the hearts of Hanshin Tigers fans, does he not? Yes, he does. Because you talk about dating ourselves. Um, I followed the Tigers when his dad was playing for the Tigers. Go figure. Yeah, exactly right. So um, Cecil Fielder played for our very own Hanshin Tigers back in 1989 and was a huge hit with the fans. You know, hit a bunch of home runs, was in contention for the home run title and uh, got snatched back away from the team by the American Tigers, the Detroit yep. Tigers, in 1990, and went on to have a su successful career there. Big daddy, yep. So, so they have it, but uh, I wonder if uh, you know BK has that knowledge, or if he's just going to hear it here for the first time. Yeah, I think uh, maybe we're teaching him some Tigers history that he didn't know. <laughs> you bet, you bet. So yeah, um, another point of interest, and we talked about this in the post-show show last time, kind of, we had the little cliffhanger teaser. Um, you know, he said that uh, going to bat for the Tigers in 2023 is going to be his first time uh, seeing live pitching and actually having to hit for, you know, for a reason in 10 seasons since he was a high schooler. <laughs> and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. That's got to be a rude awakening, man, because I mean, even if... Uh, even he was playing against some really good ball players in high school. We're talking it's a different level. And for him to have been away from hitting for 10 years and to face professional level pitching, my goodness. Yeah. I don't envy is, him that. Which is why now now we can uh give the uh the spoiler on the uh, the video tease there that we did last time. Um, you know, the pitching that he did or the BP that he did in Okinawa was primarily bunting. Yeah. So the V didn't smart. stand for batting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, um, you know, we're going to miss Joe Gunkel and I'm not going to ever compare these two as far as what they did on the mound or at the plate, but obviously Gunkel 
um, was one that impressed us with his hitting. I don't really expect the same out of BK. Right. And none of us should. It wouldn't yes. be fair. Right. Um, another thing that I thought was kind of interesting um, was that he talked about how much he puts into preparation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the agree. importance of making sure that you know the other team and the other team's um, you know, tendencies and all those kind of things. Now, we know... And hopefully our fans of the fans of the Hanshin Tigers know that uh, Okada is not one that likes to lean on the data that much. <laughs> yes. So how is this going to play out where BK is looking at the data of how these guys uh, line up as far as their tendencies and makes his game plan based on that, as opposed to doing the old school, you know, pitching until his arm almost falls off in the bullpen in order to get ready for action. That will be interesting, but uh, you know, as far as BK doing his own prep work on his own, there's no way Okada can can you know control or limit any of that. And if the results speak for themselves, then I think BK can continue to be BK, and that's all good, well and good. And I think th- to your point, because he was saying he has like what four or five pitches that he can like um, really throw for strikes whenever he wants, um, and maybe that's why his. Uh, walk numbers are up is because he has all these different pitches and he's trying to like nibble at the corners or whatever and uh, we'll see how that translates into Japan pitching right exactly Um, and you know on that note though just of not having much control or even being sent down to the farm really early on um, you know some fans might be saying oh my gosh like look at this you know he's it's not even the start of the season he's been sent down to the farm twice or whatever it might be I don't know what the I don't know the full story but um Let's harken back. Let's go back to the year 2010 and a certain import pitcher that came in for the first year and was actually expected to be a bullpen uh, hurler and didn't do well at all. Went to the farm, spent a few months there and came back and spent 10 years with the team. A certain... What if that could be? Yeah, Randy Messenger. And so I'm not saying that BK is going to be the next messenger, but there's a chance of it. You know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. all sorts of things that he can learn on the farm. It seems like he's a very teachable guy. And, uh, you know, it could be that he starts 2023 on the farm, but he could come in later and really factor into the team's success, um, you know, towards the end of the season and even in the future. That'll work for me. Indeed. So what else can we talk about here uh, from the interview? Um, I guess in the lightning round, there was a few different things that he talked about, and it definitely sounds like he is you know, a fairly adventurous guy, like as far as trying new foods and trying yeah. to think and wanting to explore Japan. And, you know, I think that's a big um, sign of whether or not a guy will has a chance at success in Japan. Are you open to Japan? Are you open to the experiences that you're going to have while you're here? I think that's a very keen observation. I think you're spot on on that one. So we're looking forward to that for sure. Um, he was talking about... Uh, you know, looking forward to seeing Mount Fuji, maybe doing some camping in that area um, or hiking in that area. So I think that would be kind of cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and I talked about this uh, before we hit record, how uh, the one question in the lightning round, his biggest success off the field, man. <laughs> He's a very smart man. He said well, it was finding his wife. I'm going to assume that uh, Jennifer might be listening to this. And so you heard it. It is on record. So if if there's ever any doubt, um, we've got the archives here, Jennifer. We've got your back. His biz- biggest success is you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let so, him say otherwise. And you can always like replay this and put it in his face and say, hey. 
But really cool that they've known each other at least somewhat since high school, right? He said they didn't know each other super well during high school, but then towards mm-hmm. the end, they they got to know each other, stayed in touch, and uh, you know they've been married for five years now since since the start of 2018. Congratulations! Yeah, pretty awesome stuff. And then uh, finally, let's let's end things off on what he said as far as the WBC goes and the best Japanese player, baseball player of all time. He said Ichiro Suzuki, but. Otani, or he said Shohei, is on a pretty good path, and if he keeps it up, I think he might take the title. I think winning the WBC and being the pitcher that struck out Mike Trout at the end to win it all takes him part of the ways there to overtaking Suzuki as the best Japanese player of all time. What do you think? Uh, I think he's already there. But um, hey, to BK's credit, he called it. He called Japan winning the WBC. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, uh, he also said the Dominican Republic team looked good. And as we know, they didn't even make it out of the uh, the the pools, which is kind of unfortunate. But uh, overall, man, Japan just looked focused, locked in every single game. They were all business. They got it done. And, uh, you know, Shohei rightfully won the MVP for uh, the tournament. Yes, uh, there was no. They they said that it was like a manga. It was so scripted, like a Hollywood, perfect Hollywood ending. Um, the way it all worked out, and uh, we yeah, we don't need to go into that in detail over here. But can, <laughs> can we talk about Nakano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get let's talk a little bit about Nakano. So one of the things I'll I'll start off, but uh, good job filling in for Genda, who broke a couple of fingers, but still uh, played his way through it towards the end. Yeah. Now, I understand that Nakano's final stat lines are that he went 3 for 10 and was on base 7 of 14 at-bats. So that's not shabby at all. I wonder if this tendency to, you know, watch more pitches go by and be more selective is going to drag into um, this Hunching Tigers 2023 season. I sure hope so. And I mean, you know, not to knock the guy because I know you love him and, you know, I'm I'm a fan of the guy as well. So I'm not going to, you know, do anything, say anything too mean or anything, but certainly um, not walking was one of the things that characterized his at-bats. I mean, he was a very aggressive hitter. And, uh, you know, we look at his OBP in 2022, 301. You know, mm-hmm. we're looking for his average to be 301, you know, and then his OBP <laughs> yeah. being about 50 higher than that, if possible, like a 350 or higher would be better. Or higher, yeah. Yeah, but just 18 walks last season um, in 610 plate appearances is extremely low. So getting four in 14 plate appearances at the WBC is an encouraging sign. Yes. That said, Japanese pitchers have a way better control than almost any pitcher that they face in WBC. And so it might have just been that the guys that he faced just had such terrible control. It was hard (laughs) to swing at anything. Touche. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all that said and done, um, we're glad to have been able to talk to BK. We hope that, um, you know, we ended the WBC circuit with a Japan win, which is what, you know, residents of Japan were cheering for. And let's, let's be realistic here. Japan wants the Hanshin Tigers to win in 2023. Yes. This is needed for the nation. You know, it is not just Hanshin Tigers fans that want to see it because when the Tigers win, the economy in Kansai gets good. You know, (laughs) it's things are on the rise here in Kansai when the Tigers are doing well. And, you know, we saw the Buffaloes win the Pacific two years straight, win the Japan series. And what kind of economic impact did it have? I'm not sure. I honestly don't think there was any impact. It was a small blip. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, the Tigers will do all that and more by winning the pennant in 2023. And so on that note, everybody, uh, 2023 opening day is coming real soon. It's actually a week from today for us here, at least the CL opening day. And we have got our contest for predicting the standings uh, coming up. The deadline is in two days, Sunday, the 26th at midnight. So by the time you get this, the deadline may already be passed or real close, but get in your predictions because we want to make that a full and fun show. Um, Look forward to it though. That is coming your way real soon. And, uh, you know, the season, once it's underway, you know, the H10 has got your back. We're going to provide the information that you need to enjoy the NPB 2023 season, specifically for the Hunching Tigers. So Sanjay, you and I, we are back here with another episode um, real soon, less than a week from now. And then from then on in, we are going to be able to celebrate all the wins that the Tigers have in 2023. Looking forward to it. So everybody, thank you for listening once again to another episode of H10 Hunching Tigers English News. Um, If you haven't gotten your fill of us, we are out there on the interwebs, on Patreon. We've got the website, thehunchingtigers.com, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and probably other things I'm forgetting about, including the daily sports column, which is in Japanese, if you want to give your Nihongo a little bit of a shot. All those details are in the show notes. I want to thank Infraction for the theme music and show for mixing this pod for us. Sanjay, once again, thanks for joining H10 Hunching Tigers English News. Thanks as always for having me and we'll see you again in a few days. Catch you next time. Are de are.